New research has found a significant gap in digital inclusion for First Nations peoples compared with other Australians. And when it comes to remote communities, the gap widens substantially. To discuss the findings of this report, I'm joined by a lead investigator and RMIT Senior Research Fellow, Dr. Daniel Featherstone. Welcome to Night TV Radio. Thanks, Bertrand, and good to speak with you. This uh, research, it said, is the first uh, in it of its kind, uh, mapping the digital gap uh, uh, outcome report released uh, recently, shows a great lack of data on the nature and scale of the digital divide for First Nations people. Run us through this report. This report talks about um, the types of issues that we're seeing in remote communities across Australia in terms of the lack of communications access, issues around affordability or the ability to pay for services and also the skills and and, um, um, awareness that people need to be able to use uh, online and digital technologies. What we've done is remote communities around Australia in last year in 2022 working with local partner organisations and community co-researchers to collect surveys and and interviews um, to really get a good understanding of what the the scale of that digital gap is, um, but also to look at how communities might want to implement their own local solutions um, to try and address the, the obstacles that people face. So the report is a mix of the, the data that we've collected, some of the stories that we've heard from people in communities, and some of the potential solutions that might be able to be put in place. This comes at a time when uh, government and other services are increasingly moving online. I can think of uh, airlines. You can't buy a ticket anywhere. You can't find any Qantas or Jetstar office anywhere in any city. Everything is on. Most uh, tickets are bought online. Government services, whether it's car registration or even all the services are actually, banks are closing uh, branches locally. So banking has to be done online. So digital divide is something that needs to be addressed if everyone has to be catered for uh, on an equitable basis. Oh, look, absolutely. And what we're seeing in remote communities is it's getting harder for people to stay living in their communities and homelands if there isn't good communications. Um, That's to access health services, education, even getting jobs and being able to... um, um, access those day-to-day services that you need, whether that's you know Centrelink and MyGov, or banking, or um, as you say, doing car registrations, paying bills. More and more of those services are moving online, but in remote communities, they simply don't have the face-to-face services in many of these sites, and so online access is absolutely critical. Um, and being able to communicate and share. Um, with family and friends is also really important as well. And uh, one thing, uh, I've seen some of the numbers that you give, uh, browse through the report briefly, I don't have all the figures, but it says that 53.3% of First Nations people surveyed in the study said they had to sacrifice paying for essentials, such as food or bills, to stay connected, compared to 19.1% of other Australians. That's uh, more than double the national average. Yeah, absolutely. And we see that across all of the different 
elements of digital inclusion that for for people living in remote communities, their access to services is way below what uh, other people in towns and cities have. Affordability, as you say, most people are using prepaid mobile as their primary means of phone and internet access. Um, So they're paying the top rate effectively for using data at a time when they're using data for everything, um, for, you know, both accessing services, keeping in touch with family and friends, and even their entertainment. So people are using streaming services and YouTube and TikTok and all of the other services to access entertainment. And that's largely because there's hardly um, any TV services working in, in some of the communities we're visiting as well. So there are big issues. There's a lack of facilities for people to access computers or do any printing or um, other or, or learning how to um, use applications that are only available on computers and very few support services for people to learn or, or get help when they need it. So we're finding a lot of the service providers in communities are being asked to help a lot every day to, to you know, help people in community um, to set up an email address or activate their SIM on their, their new phone or pay a bill or set up online banking and all those sorts of things that really we need more supporting communities for people to be able to do those things. So there's not only a gap in accessing uh, the services, but also a, a, a gap in uh, the equipment of, available to them. And also, uh, as you mentioned, uh, there will be a, a gap also between uh, the younger and older generations. They don't have uh, the same, um, uh, I would say, um, literacy in terms of uh, accessing digital services. Oh, that's absolutely the case. And in our report, we've really... Um, explored what some of those gaps are for people, for you know, elderly there's a, a really significant gap in terms of um, both access and digital ability um, we're also seeing people with disabilities have much lower digital inclusion levels people who speak a language other than English at home often have not only English literacy challenges but of course that also means that all of those services that are online in English are harder to use. And even what we saw was a gender gap. So um, surprisingly, males have a um, are less digitally included than females. So we've really been able to see how this plays out, not only between First Nations people and other Australians, but also within communities and between each of the different 10 communities that we visited, there are some really stark variations that we saw um, and we're able to explain some of those. Looking at the figures again that you bring out, especially the ones about the Australian Digital Inclusion Index, 45.9% of remote First Nations participants are highly excluded compared to only 99.4% for the rest of the population. This is a huge, huge, huge gap. Look, it is. And we work as part of um, an annual national survey that's done called the Australian Digital Inclusion Index. So there's surveys being done right across Australia each year. Um, But we needed a different way of doing this research in remote communities doing face-to-face surveys. So we finally have this data, 
we've known for a long time there's been a big gap. Now we're able to see it. And that statistic you just said, about 45.9% of people are highly excluded. So that means that their, their level of digital inclusion is below a level that's considered to have what is needed nowadays in terms of being able to access services, being able to afford to use those services and having the the skills or knowledge to know how to use those when they need. Um, they're really significant issues. While we know people in remote communities are, are very savvy, they pick up on using technologies very quickly, um, there's still about 670 small communities and homelands that have no mobile coverage. Um, in those communities where there is mobile coverage, it's often very patchy and um, poor quality. Um, so the the speeds that they use um, can be very slow. And also we have issues where people don't have necessarily home internet access. They might have mobile, but they don't have internet within the home. They have to basically be outside to access the mobile coverage. And so there's very limited ability to do, you know, to do homeschooling or access their banking and things within the house. So those gaps really play out and mean that people aren't able to get the services they need at home when they need them. Yeah, yet uh, a few years back when the NBN was being rolled out nationally, we were promised uh, there will be Australia-wide coverage and no one would be left behind. And yet uh, the gap is just uh, really (laughs) glaringly open there. Uh, NBN, National Broadband, National Broadband Network, supposed to reach everyone, yet communities are left behind. Yeah, look, absolutely. We, we've we seen about 13% of households, of you know, the people we've surveyed in those 10 communities are using an NBN SkyMuster service or satellite service. You know, that's a lot of people that don't have a home internet, they're still reliant very much on the, the mobile yeah. um, where that exists. What we, you know, NBN have been doing a lot of additional work to roll out Wi-Fi hotspots into communities to provide a level of free access. And that's been really useful for those communities where, you know, people don't have coverage or they don't have the money to pay for a, their data at that time. They can access uh, online services, but it's still in a central place within the community. You're still standing outside trying to do your banking or or um, talk to a service provider. What we do need is more of that home access or special special um, spaces within communities where people can use these services. Yeah, and uh, these are communities are some of the most disadvantaged who. Uh, list uh, uh, who can least afford the services uh, provided by these uh, network uh, and mobile providers, which uh, leads often to what you call data rationing. Yeah, absolutely. And we've heard that from many of the people we spoke to is they're having to make choices between getting their mobile data and paying for other essential things like food and bills and um you know, fuel for their car, they're having to make those choices or go without data until their their next pay comes in um, each fortnight or so. Um, So that's a common issue. 53% of people 
surveyed said they sacrificed paying for essentials um, in order to stay connected. So it's a common issue. Yeah. Now, it's said that uh, there's a really uh, technical reference that's mentioned there, Target 17, which refers to a brain trust rate under people having equal levels of digital inclusion by 2026. Can you tell us about uh, how this uh, researcher is looking at this Target 17? Closing the Gap Target 17 was introduced um, with the new Closing the Gap framework in 2020. It came about from advocacy that was done through First Nations Media Australia and through representation within closing, um, the Coalition of Peaks. So it's great to have a target for digital inclusion because that supports people not only to be connected and, and accessing services, but also it improves like health and education and employment and other closing the gap targets. So it's really critical. Previously, there wasn't any data to be able to measure the level of digital inclusion particularly for people living in remote communities. And so there needed to be a proper um, project like this to work uh, in communities face-to-face doing these surveys and obviously doing that side-by-side with local organisations to make sure that um, we got that trust and engagement. So this project is for um, giving for the first time the ability to track the level of digital inclusion and what we've found is that across Australia there's a gap of 7.5 out of 100 between First Nations people and other Australians. As you get further remote that gap increases significantly to 24 in remote Australia and 25 in very remote Australia. So that gap widened significantly because of the challenges of the infrastructure, of the affordability, of the um, of the level of um, access that people have, and and the skills and tools that they need to be able to connect. So that's the gap that we really need to be closing. Three years is a very limited time to do that, um, but we need to, uh, governments industry and communities to work together to achieve that. Yeah. Now, this uh, research paper is uh, really important because it provides data and gives a clear picture of uh, the situation. Now, where to from now? Is it the end of it or there's more work to be done uh, in your research to address this critical issue? So this project is a three-year project where we're going to Um, Those same 10 communities, we went to 11 this year. In our second round, we'll go to 12 communities next year. Um, So we're basically um, following the same communities but adding one on each year and starting to see what's changing over time in order to really see whether that gap is getting bigger or smaller or what's um, the, the changing nature of that digital gap. We are also going to be looking at a second phase of this project. Telstra, who are the funding partner for this research, have agreed to extend this um, for another round. So we will be looking at other communities to participate in this research beyond um, our next year, which is 2024 for this project. 
we'll be looking at um, continuing for another three years. Yeah, and you get more data, um, a, a much more fine-tuned research that will really help close uh, this uh, glaring gap. Before I let you go, anything you'd like to add we may have missed that's uh, really important you must bring to the attention of our listeners? Yeah, look, we, we're very aware that the research we're doing is focused in remote and very remote communities. We know that the digital gap also exists in urban and regional parts of Australia and we need that data as well to really track closing the gap target 17. We've certainly um, been talking about what needs to be done um, to be able to address that lack of data in, in urban and regional communities. And through our participation with the First Nation Digital Inclusion Advisory Group, which has been set up to talk to the government, particularly Minister Rowland, the Minister for Communications, having a First Nations leadership in this space uh, has been really important. My colleague, Dr. Linda Norman-Parker, is the Deputy Chair of that group, and I sit on an expert panel supporting that group. Um, and Dot West, who um, was chair of First Nations Media Australia, is now chairing that group. So it's a fantastic team of people talking up for what needs to be done to address those those challenges that we're identifying in this research and close that digital gap. Well, Daniel Featherstone, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio about uh, this groundbreaking uh, report you just released uh, demonstrating uh, the wider digital divide. Thank you so much, Bertrand.